Blog Talk Radio. Glam more, fear less. Dibby's Late Night Mystery Theater. Pleasant good evening and welcome to a special Diabetes Mystery Theater radio presentation starring the happy healthcare host, Mr. Diva Bedick, Mama Rosemarie, USA Today best-selling author, Tanya Kappas, Central Farm Markets co-founder, Deborah Moser, Director of Community Outreach for eCare Dairy, Terry Seidman, the Charlie's Angels of Outreach featuring Patricia Addy Gentle from Atlanta, and Long Island's own Susan Weiner, Diabetes Advocate. Asia Brown will be playing the role of Christine. Author and actor Peter Arpicella will be performing the role of Uncle Skeeter and me, diabetic poet-in-residence Lorraine Brooks. Tonight's story of diabetes mystery and intrigue will prove just how fatal a pie-in-the-sky attitude about living with diabetes can be. Stay tuned. <laughs> Our story begins several months after the death of diabetes late-night producer Loretta Goner. The usual hustle and bustle of the gleaming Divabetic Studios in Midtown Manhattan has been replaced by an eerie stillness. Diabetes late-night podcast guests and sponsors have all become increasingly wary of stepping foot inside the doors of Divabetic Studios after reading countless erroneous headlines about our very own Max a.k.a. Mr. Divabetic, being convicted of cold-blooded murder. After all, it was in all the grocery store circulars, and, you know, people don't forget stuff like that. But at the moment, our happy healthcare host seems to be a bit down on his luck. He's attempting to put the past behind him by hiring a dynamic new diabetes late-night show producer, Terry Seidman. But apparently she's not too happy with his idea. Let's listen in on the conversation between Max and his new producer, Terry. Max, you're not really considering hosting a pie contest. You've got to be kidding, right? No, not at all. I'm actually serious. I'm heading to Bethesda, Maryland at the end of the month. But a pie contest is no place for a diabetes advocate. I thought we agreed to play it safe. We cannot afford to lose any more sponsors. Look, I need to get away, Terry. Well, then take a vacation like normal people do. But this is the solution we've been looking for. I mean, don't you see? If our guests won't come here, then I have to go to them. That's it. If I'm ever going to be a host of another podcast. Plus, listen, 
Almost the whole team's going to be down there. Patricia's vacationing nearby. Susan and Tanya told me they're going to be doing a book signing at a book fair in D.C. And I can even interview Deb from Central Farm Markets and some of their vendors about all the different types of produce as well as healthy living. It's perfect. I'm going on record saying that hosting a pie contest is a recipe for disaster. Well, it sounds innocuous enough. I mean, I'm not sure what could possibly go wrong at the Bake Bethesda a Pie Contest in Maryland. It's a much-loved annual event, and they hold it at the Central Farm Markets. And besides that, it benefits a local charity, Mana Foods. The setting is really a beautiful open-air showcase, and they have fresh produce, artisan breads, gourmet foods, wine, flowers, organic meats, everything. It sounds more like a culinary adventure than a criminal one. Oh, look, there's Deborah Mosier. She's the co-founder of the markets, and she's talking with Christine from the nearby Phantom Farms. Christine is one of the produce vendors. Let's take a listen. Christine, looks like you're going to have record sales today, judging by this crowd. After the slow winter, I sure hope so. My wedding's just a few weeks away. You can't believe how much everything is costing. You look exhausted. Don't you have any help today? They're coming in later. I hope you won't be too busy to bake for the contest. Not a chance. My pie will be there. Plus, the extra work's helping me to lose weight. Look, I'm down another size. You're practically disappearing. Are you kidding? I've got two more sizes to go before I look perfect in my wedding dress. Nonsense. There's barely enough of you left for your Uncle Skeeter to walk down the aisle at this point. That is not going to happen, Deb. We're not really talking right now. He's worried sick about you. We all are. Whoa. Oh, no. Not your pie. Oh, no. I can't believe it. It fell right out of my hand. Let me help you clean it up, okay? Your hands look like they're trembling. Are you okay? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's just wedding jitters. That's all. I'm fine. Honest. Regardless of what my uncle is telling everyone. <laughs> I'll grab the other pie I made out of the truck in a minute. Oh, speak of the devil. Here he comes. Christine, what are you doing? I thought we agreed. No more heavy lifting. Come on. Remember what the doctor said? Quit it, Skeeter. I'm not a child. Just leave me alone and stop talking about me. It's embarrassing. You're worse than Brian. Everything's under control. Well, just as Christine is storming off, leaving her Uncle Skeeter looking quite bewildered, here comes our happy healthcare host, Mr. Diva Bedick, arriving in Bethesda to to host the Red Tomato Carpet. The Red Tomato Carpet is always the talk of the town. He gets to entertain people while talking about good diabetes self-care as well as making good food choices. 
So here we are on this bright sunny morning and all seems to be going well. Our judges are beginning to arrive. Let's see what's going on. Max, we've got over 30 pie entries in both the sweet and savory categories this year. I'll have the full list of both our kid and adult bakers in about an hour. In the meantime, why don't you go around and meet some of the vendors, especially the one right here, Phantom Farms. You mean the the one right over there? Yeah, one of the owners, Christine, is in the pie contest. She's adorable. You're going to love her. So why is there a ghost hanging from their canopy? Well, it's supposed to be a phantom. Their farm's haunted, according to local legend. Years ago, on Halloween night, one of their tractors ended up in a neighbor's field, and no one could ever explain how it got there. Apparently, the mysterious phantom drove it. Huh? And no one cares that their farm is haunted? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. However, the legend about the phantom actually helped the current owners, Christine's Uncle Skeeter and Aunt Dorothy, to buy the farm for almost next to nothing. Wait a minute. Does anyone around here actually believe that story? All I know is they're capitalizing on it. Each year they host a big Halloween event to celebrate the occasion. Make sure to ask Christine about the phantom. Well, there's Max looking quite diva-like on the red tomato carpet. Let's see who stopped by to talk to him. Oh, it's Christine. Let's listen. Judging by the side of this crowd, I'd say it's time for Kale to step aside because okra looks like the hottest vegetable this year. So <laughs> tell me why is okra so popular, Christine? Because it's delicious. You can pickle it, grill it, or deep fry it. Ugh, okra always seems so slimy to me. Can you share any kind of tip to help avoid that? Of course. You just need to fry it or roast it. My Aunt Dorothy always soaks hers first in vinegar before she cooks it. That gets rid of the slime factor you're talking about. Oh, and don't salt it either, whatever you do, because salt brings out that moisture. Interesting. Well, I bet your pie is not going to be slimy. What are you going to make for this year's contest? Okie dokie okra pie. It looks just like a giant okra fritter cut into slices. I make it in a big skillet. Wow. Well, I bet that skillet comes in handy to fight off ghosts in your farm, huh? <laughs> well, our phantom's known to leap out of the fields at people when it sees them eating processed food. <laughs> but please, come back to our annual Phantom of the Opera Halloween party. I play Christine, and we act out the whole thing. It's a blast. Incredible. That sounds like so much fun. Do you actually have, like, a big falling chandelier? Well, sort of. My crazy uncle rigged something up kind of like that in our barn. Wow, my mom would love that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you really do like diet soda, don't you? Uh-huh. Day like today? Absolutely. You want one? This is actually my fifth or sixth one today. All those empty cans are yours? It looks like you've had one, two, three, oh, my God, seven already? Well, I get thirsty on her. Are you sure you don't want one? No, all right. But let me, so let me get this straight for a minute. You're a baker with a diet soda addiction, and you're living with diabetes. <laughs> no addiction, but, yeah, I've had type 1 since I was 9, about 15 years now. So do you actually wear an insulin pump? 
Oh, I do, but I take breaks sometimes, especially if I built up scar tissue. Right now, I'm on a pump holiday. A pump holiday? I've never heard of that before. Is that common? Well, for me it is. It's nice to go wireless sometimes and not be attached to your pump, especially for my wedding in three weeks. Wow, congratulations on your wedding. That's amazing. But tell me, is your fiancé helpful when it comes to managing your diabetes? Oh, Brian's wonderful. We first met when I was in the hospital. He was there visiting his grandmother. He didn't know anything about diabetes, but now he checks his blood sugar with me so he can see exactly what it feels like. That's crazy, right? I thought the minute he heard I had diabetes, he'd run for the hills. But not Brian. I love him. He's amazing. So in your case, diabetes didn't kill romance. (laughs) Definitely not, especially with the right person. But my doctor keeps stressing me out about checking and managing my blood sugars. She wants me to do better than I do now if I hope to get pregnant. Hey, well, maybe eating some okra could help, right? (laughs) I mean, do you think there's (laughs) going to be any leftover at the end of the contest? I keep an extra stash in the back of my truck right over there. Help yourself and grab a Diet Coke or two if you want. Now, that's interesting. I wear an insulin pump, and I can understand why Christine might want to take a little bit of a break and have a pump holiday, but I hope she knows that taking a break from the pump does not mean that your diabetes takes time off. I mean, it means that you use insulin injections throughout the day as prescribed by your doctor. But anyway, back to the story. I'm looking across the market, and I see best-selling author Tanya Kappas making her way over to Max on the red tomato carpet. Last year, Tanya's skills, if you remember, were essential in helping Max prove his innocence in the Pink Panther murder. So Max invited Tanya to Bethesda to be a celebrity ghost at this year's pie contest. But I don't know, something tells me that Tanya might not think Max invited her to Bethesda to help him with this pie contest. I think she thinks that she's there to investigate more bloodshed. All right, Max, I've got everything I need for an investigation. Where's the murder? Where's the dead body? Oh, my goodness, Tanya, please. I keep telling you, I'm just here to host the Baked Bethesda Pie Contest. That's it. There's nothing else going on. A pie contest? I don't know nothing about pies. I thought you invited me here to help solve a murder. What the heck is Mr. David Beddick, yourself, doing at a pie contest? See, that's just it. Everyone's just like you, and they keep thinking people with diabetes shouldn't eat sweets like candy or even those pies, and I'm here actually to get to the truth about sweets. (laughs) Well, I am no expert, but everyone knows, Max, that people with diabetes cannot eat sweets, right? Hey, Max and Tanya, I can answer that question. The truth is people with diabetes can eat just about anything they like, including a slice of their favorite pie, Just watch your portions and be aware of the amount of carbohydrates that you're eating. Tanya Cappies, please meet Susan Greenberg-Wiener. She's a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and a certified diabetes educator. She's one of the best, and she's working with us today. Why, thank you, Max. 
I ask people with diabetes about their food habits and preferences with no judgment, and I listen to what they're currently eating so we can work together to improve eating habits. You mean like you work together as a team? Exactly right. We work together to improve self-care behaviors, making one small improvement at a time. Huh. Well, okay. Well, you know, it kind of makes sense when you say it like that. By the way, Susan, I was hoping you could share some healthy healthy baking tips today with me on the red tomato carpet. Is that okay? Sure, of course. First of all, a great way to cut down carbohydrate is to only use either the top or the bottom crust of the pie, not both. And should they cut back on the sugar in the recipes too? Well, Max, that's a great idea. You can cut down the sugar in the recipes by using a no-calorie sweetener mix that's made for baking. And use sweeter-tasting spices like cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and vanilla. That'll add a lot of flavor without the carbs. And I'm telling you, the pies will still be yummy. Seriously, what is the scoop on the sugar-free options? Is it really okay for someone with diabetes to eat more? Well, not necessarily, Tanya. Just because a processed food product is low in sugar or contains no added sugar products doesn't necessarily make it a healthy choice. And that's because sugar-free or reduced sugar cookies, cakes, ice cream, chocolate, or candy should be safe for special occasions. They're still really high in calories, starches, and carbohydrates. So they may, conti- they may contribute to weight gain, and they could still increase blood sugar levels. So, correct me if I'm wrong. What you're saying is that sugar-free isn't all that it's cracked up to be? That's right, Tanya. My suggestion is if you really enjoy a kind of pie every once in a while that's your favorite, enjoy it in its full flavor and texture, rather than eating a huge amount of a sugar-free variety that you might not like as much. Just watch your portions and count your carbs. I'm so glad you're here, Susan. You know, on top of these pies, there's a lot of great produce, and I keep wondering to myself as I walk around whether it's really worth it to buy organic or not. That's a question that so many people have, Max. Sometimes it depends on what's in season and what's available. The important message is to eat plenty of fruits and vegetables. If you want to go organic, I recommend organic apples, strawberries, and blueberries. Apples, strawberries, and blueberries? Why is that? Because based on some recent research studies, these organic varieties contain much less pesticides than the ones that are not organic. If they're still too pricey, then your best bet is to go with, go with what's local and in season. Also, try some frozen varieties of fruits and veggies. They still have excellent nutritional value, and they won't break your budget. Max, have you seen Christine? No, not recently. Darn it, the judge is already stark, but I can't find her anywhere. Have you checked out the restroom? You know, when I was talking to her, she was drinking a lot of... Diet soda? That sounds like Christine. Tanya, why are you smiling like a Cheshire cat? What's going on? Look, there's an ambulance and a police car. You dirty dog, Max. You said I wasn't here to investigate a murder. Come on, let's go investigate, Max. Uh Uh-uh, no way. Not after what happened last year. 
I could barely step foot in a grocery store without someone giving me a pat down. I'm going to stay put right here as far away from anything suspicious as possible. Well, too late, Max. You're already involved. Look right there on your red carpet. There's bloodstains. What? What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. How did that happen? Wow. They look like shoe prints to me. Max, they're not just any shoe prints. Look at your shoes. You walked right into another murder. They're your shoe prints. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's Terry calling. I don't want to pick this up. She's going to kill me if she finds out about what's going on now. You better answer it, Max. Here, give it to me. Hello, Terry? Terry, it's Tanya. Let me talk to Max. I can't. Max is busy. We're solving another murder. A murder? Good grief, Tanya. Just give it to me, please. Hey, hi, Terry. Tell me you're not involved in another murder. Well, not exactly. You know, we're going to lose what's left of our sponsor. If they get wind of you doing something fishy down there, well, you know... Gotcha! Stop that, Tanya. What are you doing? Oh, you know how on my social media and I'm tweeting all about this new investigation. Another murder with you, Max, Mr. David Eddick. Woohoo! My friends are going to love it! Max, stop this craziness now. Leave the pie contest or I'm telling you we're finished. Wow, that that Susan Weiner sure knows her stuff about the artificial sweeteners and the sugar and the carbs, doesn't she? That was really interesting. But you know what? I'm afraid to say that things don't look good down there in Bethesda. But here comes Patricia Addy Gentle, who is also a certified diabetes educator and a regular guest on Diabetes Late Night. Looks like she's running over to Max and Tanya. Oh, my God, does this mean that the cast of Diabetes Late Night is getting involved in another murder? I think I'm going to start looking for another job. Max, the police just identified the body. Everyone's saying it's the woman from Phantom Farms. What? Christine? No, 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 that that can't be possible. I was just literally talking to her a few minutes ago. Oh, gosh, Max, this does not look good for you. You're probably the last person who spoke with her, which makes you the suspect. Oh, my goodness. No. No. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to tell my fans. Tanya, please stop jumping to conclusions. I mean, it's probably just an unfortunate accident, right? That's all. Then tell me how you can explain the blood right there on your suit. All right, all right, just stop it right there. I mean, I'm tense already. For all I know, I don't know, Christine might have just swerved to try to avoid something. He's right. 
I see tire marks on the road. It doesn't look like a murder. It looks like she could have lost control of the wheel. <gasps> Unless, oh, my gosh, I, oh, my gosh, I'm so good at this. I just think I figured out the first clue. What is it? Christine wasn't driving. What? If she wasn't driving, then who could it possibly be? Um, the killer must be the Phantom, the Phantom, <gasps> the Phantom! Holy cow. I mean, really, tell me, what are the odds that somebody's been murdered at a freaking pie contest and by a Phantom, no less? <laughs> if I were Max, I'd tell you, I'd be on the first train back to New York instead of sneaking behind police barriers looking at the back of Christine's truck. I don't know what they thought they were going to find, but there's nothing back there but a bunch of barrels. I mean, I'm no detective, but, you know, I hardly think that some barrels in the back of a truck are much of a motive for murder. But with no other suspects and no clues to speak of, our dynamic duo has no choice but to head out to Phantom Farms. Let's hope they find something quick before another disaster strikes. You know, I don't know why I let you convince me to come out here. Between me and you... You don't really think there's an actual phantom, do you, Tanya? Well, in my new series, the Southern Ghostly Mystery Series, the ghost always makes sure that the finger points to someone else other... <gasps> oh, no, Max. I bet that that's what's happening here. You are being framed for murder. Oh, great. The last thing I need right now is another finger pointed at me, real or imaginary. Wait a minute. That helicopter up there looks like it's headed our way. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, Tanya. They're probably coming looking for me. Oh, relax, will ya? It's gone. It's going that way. Come on, let's go over here by this barn and look for some clues. Phantom or no phantom, this farm is creepy, Tanya. I swear, something could jump out at us at any time. Don't be such a scaredy cat. Here, smile. Smile. Ha-ha, this would be a perfect setting for one of my ghostly southern mystery books. Can you please settle down? This isn't actually a field trip, you know. We're trespassing, okay? Or... We might just be helping to prove your innocence, Max. Here, scoot just a little closer. Inch, scoot, scoot, scoot a little, just a little closer to the barn right there because I want to get one more picture, one more photo for my readers. Well, oh, my gosh, Max, move. Watch out. Holy crap. A stranger just leaps out of the bushes and tackled Mr. Divabetic to the ground. I don't know who that is, but whoever it is, they're pulverizing Max. He's lying on the ground, and he looks like he's unconscious. Holy crap, this is really intense. Oh, my. Oh, my. I just clobbered my son. But doesn't he look just like an angel when he's sleeping? Don't you think, Tanya? Tanya? Ouch. Oh, my head. What just happened? Oh, don't stand up, dear. Just stay still. Mom? Is that you? What are you doing here? Well, I was driving on my way to Rochester when I saw Tanya's Twitter feed that you were both here. So I thought I'd surprise you. Surprise me? You practically just killed me. Well, you attacked me first. 
What was I supposed to do, darling? Woo-wee! Mama Rosemary, with those moves, you're just like one of them Navy SEALs. Well, wait till till I tell the girls in St. John Newman's church, I've been taking a self-defense class, and they'd be thrilled to know that I did this. You want me to take a photo of me, Tanya? Would you like to take a photo? Heck yeah! Here, just put your foot on Max's stomach while he's down there, you know, laying down where you just knocked him out. Okay, now everybody say cheese! Oh my gosh, will you two just cut it out? I'm in enough trouble as it is already. Get off of me! For crying out loud, everybody, I'm covered in dirt and blood and God knows what else. Oh my gosh, this is the worst day of my life. Oh, stop it, Max. This picture right here will be great for my career. You're such a drama queen. Let's take another one, Tanya, with my foot on top of his body. Goodness, look, over there. That's those lights. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh no. It's, it's got to be. It's the Phantom. Huh. Well, I wonder why those lights are flickering on and off in the barn. I mean, I can't believe that there would be electricity out here. Hmm, but I've got a hunch that there's more going on than we might think. It looks just like the chandelier in the musical. Remember when we saw the Phantom in Toronto, Max? Yeah, but that was in the theater. This is real life. Let's get out of here, everybody. Come on. There's another one. I bet that helicopter has something to do with the murder. Well, someone in the helicopter is looking for something, all right. But I bet if we find out whatever it is that they're looking for, come on, we'll find the clue first. Come on, let's go find the clue to the murder. Oh, my gosh. There's nothing around here but okra fields and that dilapidated old house and the barn. Oh, my. Look, that must be what they're looking for right over there. See? Well, it looks like Max and Mama Rosemary are following Tanya's glaze through the trees, and they see a well-hidden, rusty old shed hidden by some tall trees. Hmm, it looks like our team has decided to investigate, of course. Seems like they've discovered several sealed barrels, but wait a minute. You know what? That actually might be a useful clue. Hey, these are the same barrels that I saw in the back of Christine's truck back at the market. Huh. You know, you're right. But why would anybody want to go to the trouble of hiding them? Because I bet that my hunch is right. Whatever's in these barrels will lead us to the killer. Max, why don't you go look around the house for more clues while me and Mama Rosemary try to open these things up? Fine, because frankly... I've had it up to here with you and your hunches, Tanya. I'm going. See you later. Come on, Rosemary. I need you and some of those yahoo muscles that you used earlier to knock out Max over there if we're going to prove your son's innocence. Oh, dear. I'm more of a bridge player than I'm a ninja, but I'll try.
Well, there's Max crossing the field in his brightly colored, but unfortunately blood-stained fruit suit, and the police helicopter is spotting him, and it looks like the cops have quickly apprehended him, and he's being taken down to the station for questioning. Hmm. Thankfully, Mama Rosemary and Tanya Kappas are safely hidden in the shed. They're so intent on opening those mysterious barrels that I don't even think they heard the helicopters, and they somehow managed to go undetected by the police. There's nothing sweet at a farm market when there's a killer on the loose, I'll tell you that. And with all the suspicion and disappointment in the air, I can't help but wonder, will justice prevail? Will the truth be heard? And you know what? Really, more importantly, who made the best pie? Well, Tanya and Rosemary have arrived safely back at Central Farm Markets, where it looks like they're catching up with one of Charlie's Angels of Outreach, certified diabetes educator Patricia Addy Gentle. You know, I think maybe Patricia can help Max stay out of trouble. Let's hear what she uncovered. Hi. You know, I just found out that Christine's fiancé took her Aunt Dorothy to dialysis early this morning. He's been with her all day. Dang, then they both have alibis? Gosh, but I can imagine that the cost of dialysis can be pretty expensive. And you know, that might be a motive we're looking for. Say, Patricia, how much does dialysis cost? Well, yeah, dialysis can be pretty expensive, but most people with permanent kidney damage or kidney failure are able to get Medicare coverage. So what if they can't get Medicare coverage, then what? In some cases, Medicaid will cover some of the costs that Medicare doesn't cover. But you're also dealing with the cost of transportation, medications, nutritional supplements, and many other needs that a person uh, on dialysis may have. They all add up. It sounds very expensive. Tell me, Patricia, how long can you live on dialysis? It varies, depending on if someone has other medical conditions and how well the person follows their treatment plan. Some patients have lived well on dialysis for 20 or even 30 years. Well, Christine's family clearly had a lot of medical expenses. And on top of that, don't forget, Christine is getting married. Exactly, Mama Rosemary. They might have been desperate for money. Trust me, I know weddings nowadays aren't cheap. Just ask my granddaughter. Well, and when you're desperate, desperate makes people do crazy things. You mean like commit fraud? Oh, way worse, Patricia. I mean like kill someone. We need to find some evidence to identify the killer, or Max is going to end up in the big house. Hmm. Well, you know what? I'm not one to pass judgment, and really nobody knows what they'll do if they really need expensive medical treatment to stay alive. Thank goodness for Obamacare, huh? Tanya and Patricia have decided to search the central farm markets for Uncle Skeeter, who happens to be the last murder suspect on Tanya's list. In the meantime, though, after ruthless hours of questioning, it looks like Max is being released from police custody. Hey, Max, you're back! Say, how did it go with the police? Let's put it this way. They didn't exactly buy the story about a phantom driving a truck. That's for sure. Well, did you tell them about the Loretta murder that we solved last year in the Diva Studios? So cool! 
Are you out of your mind, Tanya? Of course not. But, Max, it's such a great story. I'm sure the police would have loved to hear all about it. Uh, yeah, but what about the blood stain on your shoe and your suit? Did you happen to mention that? Tanya, look, that's not really blood. Well, what is it then, Susan? I think Max might have stepped into urine. Not Ugh. blood, red urine. Ugh. Red urine? Oh, come on, you're putting me on. Really? Well, Max, red beet juice is extracted from the root of the North American red beet. The tannin is the main coloring compound in the red beet. So let's put this together. The same red beet that's been used in all of these homemade pies. Now, if people and animals are eating the homemade pies, they may be producing red urine. Uh, and, yeah, and look around us. I mean, we're surrounded by people and their dogs. Good grief. That's it. I bet a dog urinated on my carpet. Usually I'd be really over that, but frankly, I'm innocent. Let me see. Who is it? Who is it? Is that Terry? It's Terry. Hello, Terry? Max, tell me you're not in Bethesda. He just got out of police custody, Terry! Oh, my gosh. Just ignore her, Terry, please. Yes, the answer to your question is yes, I'm still in Bethesda. Why are you so intent on making my life miserable? I just got off the phone with Sony. They're fuming. Do you know your face is all over the Internet thanks to Tanya's Twitter feed? Why are you letting her post those pictures? But, uh, wait, did you just say it was my face all over the Internet? My face? Oh, my gosh. How did I look? Max, this is not funny. If you keep this up and Dita Beddock is kaput, goodbye. Oh, my God. She just hung up. Tanya, this whole thing sucks. She's the best producer I ever worked with, and I can't afford to lose her. Well, you can't afford to leave either, or you might end up in jail. Somebody is definitely trying to frame you, Max. And at this point, you are the only real suspect that the police here have. Oh, then what am I going to do? Well, I know you don't want to hear about my hunches, but Patricia and I think that we have a pretty good idea what those helicopters were looking for, but we had to find Uncle Skeeter to be sure. Uncle Skeeter? No, no way. That is way too dangerous for you, Tanya. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. What if he really is a killer? You know what? I'm going to go. Just leave it to me this time. Well, there's Susan Wiener again telling us about the compound in beets that makes people's and dogs' urine red. I tell you, if my dog or me had red urine, we wouldn't be walking around on a farm. But anyway, it looks like after some searching, Max has found Uncle Skeeter inside that church that's adjacent to the farm market. It looks like Max and Uncle Skeeter are talking, so let's listen in. My niece, my niece is dead, my dear, dear Christine. She's dead. 
I know, Uncle Skeeter. I'm, 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 I'm just so sorry. I'm sure this is like a terrible tragedy for your family. And, you know, that's actually why I wanted to talk to you. I was hoping um, you might be able to tell me if there was anyone you thought might be wanting to kill your niece or, or murder her. Kill her? She was an angel. Of course not. What are you talking about? Everyone loved her. She was the apples of my eye. God. Oh, gosh. That wasn't what I was hoping to hear. You know, because right now I'm considered the primary suspect. You? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, actually, well, I I was the last person to see her, and so that's why the police think I'm responsible. Wait, wait, wait. You? You did this? Oh, oh, okay, so help me God, I'm just going to take you right now, and I'm going to. Flip you, Rover, and I'm going to show you something. Whoa, 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 settle down. I was just talking to her about her pies and her diabetes. That's all. I didn't do it. Okay, funny man, don't lie to me, okay? Funny man with the fruit on your jacket there and the beet urine on your feet. Now listen to me answer my question. Did she mention her Aunt Dorothy? Or the crazy idea that okra water cures diabetes. What? Aunt Dorothy? What? I'm not even following you. What do you mean by okra water? What do you mean, what do I mean about okra water? You're not listening to me? Christine's been in and out of the hospital more times than you can count eggs at a county fair. More times than crickets sing at night. More times than rabbits get pregnant. What? I'm sorry. What were you talking about? Uh, okra water. You were telling me about okra water. Right, 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 right. That's that's right. So, so Dorothy read an article in one of those fancy alternative medicine magazines. I don't know at the dialysis center or something, saying that you could cure diabetes by drinking okra water. Now they made gallons of it. Because we just could not manage the cost of any more of her hospitalizations. Do you get it? Ah, wait a minute. Hold on a sec. Are you telling me that those barrels I found out at your farm in that shed are actually filled with okra water? What? That was you snooping around my farm? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I w- but I was only there because I was looking for clues, hoping to find the murderer. Well, I was trying to find clues, that is, until, oh, gosh, until the police apprehended me and took me into custody. Okay, you are the one who tipped them off, you silly Silly man, you destroyed everything. Can you understand this? And now, guess what? The phantom will make you pay for what you've done. Think of me, think of me fondly when we've said goodbye. Remember me once in a while, please promise me. 
Ech, okra water? Jeez, how slimy is that? But you know what? Is that the clue that they might be looking for? I don't know. Something tells me that that grief-stricken old man is just cray-cray. I mean, he's talking a bunch of nonsense. But you know what? With no clues and no leads, Tanya and the team, you know, they're brainstorming motives. I mean, what else can they do? Let's see what else they can find, if anything. Okay, listen up, guys. If my hunch is right, I'm telling you that whoever killed Christine made it look like an accident. Okay, I'm listening. Go on. Okay, Patricia, what if the murderer caused Christine to crash by getting her drunk? Well, that's going to be hard to prove, since the symptoms of a diabetic reaction can appear very similar to to alcohol intoxication. Huh? What? It's plausible for our murderer to use the information to set up Christine? Now, wait, if what you're saying is true then the police would believe that she was driving under the influence of alcohol? Sorry for being such an old lady, but wouldn't the device that the police use to test your breath prove that someone with diabetes wasn't drunk? Not necessarily, Rosemary. Breathalyzers actually don't measure the alcohol in the blood. They use infrared beams of light to absorb chemical compounds in a breath sample. The more absorption, the higher the blood alcohol reading. But other compounds can also register as alcohol, including acetone. So someone experiencing hypoglycemia or a low blood sugar has acetones in their breath. They can register as alcohol on the breathalyzer. You mean even if, per- if a person with diabetes is sober? Yes. So you're saying that my son could be pulled over and arrested for drunk driving when he's having a low or a high? That's so true, Bama Rosemary, because oftentimes a driver who is living with diabetes can be pulled over and falsely arrested for drunk driving. When it's, so it's so important to have medical identification in plain sight just in case of a low or a high blood sugar episode. That's why I tell my patients that they should always carry a diabetes identification card with them, and also it's very important they shouldn't drive when they have a low blood sugar. What's good to store in your car to avoid a low blood sugar? Anything that's high, like a fast-acting source of carbohydrate. You can leave some of those glucose tablets, which are not perishable, in your glove compartment, and they won't go bad for a long time. And then you could take them if you're going low. Wait a minute, Tanya. Where are you going? I'm going to run and get Max because we're all going back to the farm. But it's getting dark out. Well, then we better hurry up because we're going to catch the killer, the phantom.
Well, I tell you, I sure am glad that Patricia and Susan, our certified diabetes educators, are part of this because the rest of us don't know Jack. We're all clueless. But anyway, this is real interesting because, you know, I have diabetes, and I never knew that the symptoms of a low blood sugar can look like intoxication or that I might test positive for alcohol in a breathalyzer test if I'm going through an episode of low blood sugar. Hmm. That really is useful information. I guess we should all be aware of that, especially if we drive alone like I do a lot. But anyway, back to our story. Tanya quickly gathers information together, including Max, to head out to Phantom Farms. Let's hope they tipped off the police about their whereabouts, you know, just in case. Because the night is growing darker and darker as they're wandering the okra fields in search of God knows what. When, oh my God, speak of the devil, don't look now, but I think I see something in the mist approaching. It's the fandom. Ooh, across the moonlit skies, the phantom is hovering closer towards the group, and he seems to be carrying a burning torch. Everybody's fleeing, but there's really nowhere to go but the barn. Everyone's scrambling, and Max is bolting the door. Uh, You know what? Hopefully the police will get here soon before anybody gets hurt. Am I seeing things, or did that phantom just walk right through that door? Yep, it seems the phantom has our team trapped with nowhere to hide. The phantom is pulling back his head to reveal his identity. Who could it be? Yo-ho-ho, Mr. Dynamo. With fruit on your jacket and beef urine on your shoes, you are done meddling where you don't belong. Uncle Skeeter is actually the phantom? (laughs) I warned you before, but you didn't listen. Now, my dear Christine is gone, and now you are going to pay. Whoa, hold up. Now, now, I wouldn't be making any accusations, Uncle Skeeter. We already tipped off the police about what you've been up to, pretending like you're growing okra on your farm when it's really acres and acres of illegal marijuana. What? What did you just say, Tanya? Hold on, you mean mm-hmm. all those plants out there aren't okra? It's actually mm-hmm. marijuana? Mm-hmm. As far as the eye can see, the police will be here any second. <sighs> it doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore. Don't you see? You're all fools. And I was going to pay off Christine's hospital bills and give her the wedding she always dreamed of. But no, no, no. He spoiled everything. Traipsing around here until the police found me out. Now buckle up, fools, because it's time for someone else to die, and I'm going to start with her. guy is really nuts. I'll be darned. That phantom, I, I mean Uncle Skeeter, is thrusting the lit candelabra at Patricia added gentle. Oh my God, the sizzling flames have just barely missed her. She fell to the ground. She's got nothing to defend herself with. 
Holy cow, it's a matter of only seconds before Patricia's also a goner. Oh, no. Oh, my God, that lights of the giant chandelier are flickering above everybody's head, and it looks like that chain is not going to hold the weight of that chandelier. It looks like it's coming down from the ceiling, swaying from side to side, careening back and forth. Wait a minute, Uncle Skeeter is singing? And he's got a pretty good voice, too. But look at that chandelier. It fell swiftly from the roof of the barn, and it landed on Uncle Skeeter. Hot dog. The expression on his face looks like he's finally at peace. Aww. Just as the police are arriving, right in the nick of time. But with everyone safe, our team heads back to the farm market. Can they be, please find a piece to this puzzle? I can't believe it. I knew he was angry, but I didn't think he was crazy enough to believe that he was going to... What he was doing was above the law because of his good intentions. Well, he almost got away with it, and I'm so happy that Patricia noticed. Yes. Last year I saw an episode on the news, the, t- the on the TV news. The police in Georgia were raiding a man's house because they thought he was growing marijuana. However, what it turned out is that it was exactly, it was actually okra. Their mistake helped me to realize what Uncle Skeeter was up to. Oh, so those helicopters that we heard and saw before were just searching for marijuana? That's right, Mama Rosemary. The only real phantom living on Phantom's farm are these acres and acres of marijuana masquerading as okra. Hold on a sec. I I, I actually thought marijuana was legal in Maryland, isn't it? Well, it's illegal to both, like to have a small amount for like medical purposes, but it's not illegal to grow or to sell marijuana in Maryland like he was doing. Unless you're a registered dispensary or a grower. I wonder if Christine knew what her uncle was up to. Oh, I doubt it, Susan. He probably didn't know what she was doing either. What she was doing? What are you talking about? Are you saying that Christine was keeping secrets too? Oh, heck yeah. Christine was the one hiding those barrels, probably from Uncle Skeeter, and they're just filled with okra seed oil. No, no, you've got that wrong, Tanya. He, you mean okra water. Uncle Skeeter kept going on telling me that Aunt Dorothy was convinced that stuff could cure diabetes. That's what they were storing. Christine probably knew that's not true, but Jeff went along with her to make Aunt Dorothy happy. The truth is Christine discovered a real way that Oprah can benefit everyone who actu- that actually works. That's the Oprah seed oil. Yeah, Max, don't tell me I've got it wrong. Who's the mystery author around here? Well, anyways, she found out that the researchers are now able to turn okra seed oil into biodiesel fuel for cars. Did you know that, Max? And, hey, that's a lot of cash. So she was probably storing those barrels in hope of selling them to pay off her medical bills. Oh, my, look at here, everybody. I found Christine's purse. Hey, let's see what's inside, Rosemary. Oh, 
marijuana masquerading as okra. Geez, I wish I had known about that when I was in college. <clears throat> but is one of the Charlie's Angels of Outreach going to live up to her famous name and solve this murder finally? Stay tuned as Susan Weiner uncovers what's inside Christine's purse that Mama Rose Marie found. Hopefully she can make some sense out of this intriguing murder investigation. Susan, did you actually find a clue? Yes, I did, Max. It's just as I suspected. I knew it, Susan. I bet you found clues that links Uncle Skeeter to her murder because he's a stone-cold killer. No, no, no. There's nothing inside. Nothing? If there's nothing inside her purse, then how did you actually find a clue? Because, you guys, there's nothing in there for managing her diabetes. That's the reason. We've got the proof we need. We better get the police. Well, there goes my suspect list. Huh. Well, what are we going to show them, Susan? You said it's empty. That's right. This strongly suggests that she wasn't having a low blood sugar or a hypoglycemic reaction when she was driving. This actually suggests that she was having a hyperglycemic reaction or an extremely, extremely high blood sugar. Let me look. She's right. There's no glucose monitor, no insulin pens, no lancets, no glucose tablets. Nothing's there to manage her type 1 diabetes. Huh. Listen, everybody. She actually was talking to me earlier about going on a pump holiday. Is that why this, Is that why there's nothing in the purse? Is that what it's all about? Sometimes people take breaks from using a pump, and they switch to using insulin injections or an insulin pen, just for a short period of time, usually because they need a break from using an insulin pump. Usually, though, people miss the improved blood sugar control that they get from using an insulin pump, so they go back to the pump pretty quickly. But I think Christine went on a pump holiday and didn't give herself any insulin injections which is really unusual for a person with type 1 diabetes to do because, as we know, insulin means life when you have type 1 diabetes. Her actions led to her having a very high blood sugar. Well, does this mean that Christine had a medical emergency and that might have what had been have caused her to wreck? She probably had a condition called diabulimia. What? What is that? Diabulimia is an eating disorder where an individual with type 1 diabetes purposely omits their insulin to lose weight. Unfortunately, it's pretty common among women who believe it can be a magic bullet to quick weight loss. Both younger and older women living with type 1 diabetes who struggle with body image can suffer from diabulimia. You mean someone like Christine isn't the only one? There's a lot of other women just like her? Exactly, Max. Diabulimia is considered a dual diagnosis disorder, where one has diabetes as well as an eating disorder. While diabulimia is generally associated with the use of insulin, someone who has diabetes may also suffer from another eating disorder as well. Poor Christine. They stop taking their insulin to lose weight? That just sounds so dangerous, Susan. Oh, and it is, Tanya, and fatal in Christine's case. Insulin is a hormone that the body needs, needs and requires to metabolize food, especially sugar and glucose. People like Christine with type 1 diabetes 
do not make insulin. And as a result, their cells can't use glucose or sugar and will actually starve unless the insulin is injected. So when the body cannot use glucose for energy, it begins to break down fat. This causes acids and byproducts called ketones. Glucose is lost in the urine and fat is burned, leading to rapid weight loss. Yes, Patricia, but let's all remember if the ketones and the blood sugar levels continue to rise, the person with type 1 diabetes will be in very grave danger and may suffer from severe and extreme dehydration and acidosis, known as diabetic ketoacidosis, or DKA. Aha, uh-huh. I get it. That's why when I was interviewing her, she was drinking so much diet soda. Yes, she was probably extremely dehydrated. Gosh, that is such a shame. And she really must have wanted to lose weight. You know, Deb mentioned to me that Christine was obsessed about her weight because of her upcoming wedding. Who knows what her body image was like? Maybe she was afraid that she was going to gain weight by taking insulin. Oh, I'm so confused. I can't lose any weight myself, and I don't even take insulin. Oh, Mom. A lot of women in our diabetic community complain that insulin makes them gain weight. But I'm wondering now, is that really true, Susan? You know, Max, when your blood sugar levels run high, you can become extremely dehydrated as your body works really hard to clear itself of all that excess glucose or sugar that's circulating in your blood. That can make you think you've lost weight, but you've really just lost a lot of water and fluids. When you start taking insulin properly and get your blood sugar under better control, then you can start to over-retain fluids just initially to make up for your dehydration because you're rehydrating yourself. You think you've rapidly gained a lot of weight, but what's really happening is that your body is working well with insulin and it's better able to use food and maintain a proper water balance. High blood sugars may also make you feel hungrier because your food isn't getting processed correctly by your body. So when you need to eat more, so you will need to eat more because you're feeling hungry. If once you resume taking insulin and keep eating the same extra food along with larger portions, then you might gain weight. And some people tend to take too much insulin, which pushes them into hypoglycemia. Then they eat too much to compensate, and they gain weight. But it's not because of the insulin. And I want to also suggest that a regular exercise program is so important to help complement a good nutrition plan. I think we should probably uh, share this information with the police so they could finally close this case. What's that noise? Oh, it's it's just my phone. It's my Twitter. I mentioned diabolemia to my readers on Twitter, and I am shocked. More of them know what that is than I thought. Well, what can you do to help somebody with diabolemia? There's lots of support to help people and their families dealing with diabolemia, like the We Are Diabetes organization, which is devoted to promoting support and awareness for type 1 diabetics who suffer from eating disorders. 
Their amazing founder, Asha Brown, and her team provide guidance, hope, empowerment, and resources to those who may be struggling with this difficult disorder called diabolemia. And for their families and loved ones, too, like Brian, Aunt Dorothy, and even someone like Uncle Skeeter. Well, it's just too bad that Christine didn't have any kind of help or support. No one even knew what Christine was going through. Poor Christine. And Christine didn't even ask for any help. That's exactly why I always like to say every diva and every dude living with diabetes needs to have an entourage. Oh, hey, that's actually my phone. Finally, why haven't you returned my calls? Oh, trust me, Terry, it has been a crazy day. But you're going to be happy to know this, I'm done with murders. Oh, you're finally seeing the light. I don't believe you. What happened? Nothing happened. Honest. That's just it. There wasn't even a murder. What actually happened was a lot sadder, unfortunately. What do you mean there wasn't a murder? Well, while we were all busy running around and searching for clues, and trust me, all the wrong places, the truth was as plain as day. The woman who died, Christine, she needed help. She was struggling with a very serious health condition related to diabetes that she hid extremely well from her loved ones. So unfortunate. Oh, well, that's really sad. So no more pie contests, right? Well, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. I actually think we learned a lot more about diabetes at a pie contest, more than anyone could have ever imagined. Well... I have to say that this story certainly has given us a lot to think about. Diabetes and good nutrition certainly go hand in hand. It is important to manage how we eat and balance that with exercise, rest, blood glucose monitoring, and, of course, good self-care. And it can get overwhelming. And I know that a lot of people, including myself, struggle to maintain what is considered by many to be a healthy weight. But we have to remember that more important than the number on the scale is maintaining our everyday health. The choices that we make on a daily basis are the best way to control diabetes and live a healthy life. Body image is, of course, important, especially to women and young girls. We often believe, though, that being thin is the only acceptable outcome, no matter what the consequences. And it's easy to slip into a pattern of taking less insulin, eating less in the hopes that maintaining what we often is really an unrealistic body size. But, you know, my advice is do your best every day and make wise decisions when it comes to your food intake, exercise, rest, stress management, and, of course, medications. If you can end each day by saying, today I did my best, then you're already a success. Mr. Diabetic and I would like to thank our sponsors, Dr. Greenfield's Diabetic Foot Friendly Hand Creams and Foot Creams, Cabot Cheeses, and New Naturals for their ongoing support, and of course, Sony Music for giving us permission tonight to play the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack. 
We all hope you enjoyed tonight's special edition of Diabetes Late Night. And don't forget to visit us at divabetic.com. And remember, glam more, fear less. And wakes imagination silently the senses abandon the defenses
Mutter, kannst 